Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring two of the most popular comedians of the past half century, George Burns and Gracie Allen. George Burns and Gracie Allen were a team for over four decades. From vaudeville to radio, motion pictures to television, they entertained millions of people each week. Here's one of their earliest radio programs, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show from December 1941. Hello. Are you there? Well, we're here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight ways better, swan soap. Yes, sir, Lever Brothers Companies presents... Paul Whiteman. Your Swanee announcer, Bill Goodwin. Our singer, Jimmy Cash. Well, I swan, the stars of our show, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Let's hear the new Burns and Allen show. Now we find George and Gracie at breakfast. George, how many lumps do you want in your coffee? Two. Thanks. Is there anything interesting in the paper today, or is it just news? Just news. Yeah. Say, you're lucky to have the paper. Mr. Lassvogel's dog is always chewing it up. I wish that Snoopy Nato would keep his dog away from here. Yesterday morning, he bit little off and Annie in the funny section. <laughs> well, he, he better not bite Superman. How many lumps do you want in your coffee? Two. Thanks. Uh, George, did you take the little duck for a walk this morning? Gracie, last week that duck hunting trip cost me plenty. And I'd just as soon not have that web-footed headache around here. Aw, oh, he's so cute. He even comes when I call him. Here, ducky, ducky, ducky. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Aw, oh, now you frightened him. Frightened him? I'd like to fricassee him. Oh, no, no. Come here, little ducky. Oh, don't listen to that mean old daddy duck. <laughs> don't worry, little ducky. He's not really your daddy. <laughs> well, that's a break for me, too. George, how many lumps? Two. Thanks. You know, little Henrietta understands every word we say. Now the duck's name is Henrietta? Yes. Yesterday his name was Herman. I didn't buy those eggs you had for breakfast. <laughs> Thanks, Henrietta. <laughs> uh -huh. Now you see how smart she is, Judge. She can spell, too. Go on, Henrietta, spell cat. <laughs> there you are, C-A-T, period. <laughs> Nice spelling. Okay, I'll take that silly duck out for a walk again. But you haven't had your coffee yet, George. How many lumps? Two. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, boy. This coffee is awful. Why, what's the trouble? Too cold. Come on, Henrietta, let's go. 
Hello, Bill. Hello, George. Gracie's inside. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, a duck with a harness on. Are you kidding? Come on, Henrietta. Come on. Well, I still can't believe this. Gracie, look at him through the window. Doesn't he walk with the cutest waddle? Well, sure, that's why I married him. <laughs> you know, that's the most ridiculous sight I've ever seen. A grown man walking down the street with a duck on a leash. People must think he's crazy. He should get a swan. Why a swan? Shall I tell her? <laughs> oh, Bill, I'm certainly glad you got here. I'm in a terrible mess and I need help. Well, Gracie, what is it? I got a letter from a boy who used to be my sweetheart when I went to school, and I'm afraid to show it to George. You know how jealousy is. Oh, well, that's nothing. I'll fix it. Uh, hey, George. Yeah, Bill. Come in here, will you? What did I try the duck to the fence? Now, don't worry, Gracie. Leave everything to me. All right. What is it, Bill? Say, George, you're a smart fella. Now, if, if Paul Whiteman's wife, say, got a letter from a boy who used to be her sweetheart when she went to school, uh, what do you think he ought to do about it? Why, nothing. That's kid stuff. Okay, Gracie, read the letter. What? <coughs> a letter? Dear Gracie, I'll be in town today and we'll phone you before I drop in and see you. We haven't seen each other since our school days and it might be fun. Sign, Keith Fowler. P.S. Remember that rainy afternoon? Oh! Gracie, what happened that rainy afternoon? <laughs> it rained. <laughs> what happened after that? It cleared up. Who is this fellow? Uh, Keith Fowler? Yeah, Keith Fowler, Oh, yeah. um, uh, my girlhood sweetheart. Oh, George, he was wonderful. I'll never forget the day I met him. Such old world charm, so devil may care, so smooth, handsome, yet intensely masculine. How old was he? Six and a half. <laughs> Six and a half? Yes, but he had the mind of a boy of seven. Well, what am I getting excited about? Sure, and you were worried about that rainy afternoon. When Keith was 19. <laughs> 19? Yes, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, was he an athlete. Oh, he was an athlete. Huh? Yeah, well, you know where you have that vaccination mark on your arm? Yeah. That's where he has muscles. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, what's wrong with my arm? Look at it. Oh, that reminds me. I better tell Hilda to make some spaghetti for dinner. Spaghetti? Oh, fine. Say, Bill. Yes, George? Look. Now that Gracie is gone, you can do me a favor. Yeah. When this Fowler guy gets here, and if he starts talking about athletics, I know nothing about it. So will you please change the subject? Well, George, that would be very rude. Well, you can do it subtly. For instance, I'll show you. Go ahead, start talking about athletics. Well, okay. Well, now take uh, Greg Rice of Notre Dame. There's an athlete. There's a fellow. Say, Bill, uh, where'd you get that suit? Oh, you like it, huh? Well, I don't like it, but I changed the subject, didn't I? <laughs> well, gee, George, you did it that. Now, go ahead, do it again, and this time I'll try to stick to the subject. Well, go ahead, stop. Well, right now, Greg Rice holds the indoor record for two miles. Oh, that swan soak. Uh, for 3,000 meters. It's a white floating soak. For three miles. It's a good soak. And no other... Good. Is that all you can say for swan? Say, Bill, I did it again. <laughs> George, did anybody drop in, say, like, for instance, uh, Keith Fowler? Gracie, don't mention that man's name. Oh, George, don't get upset. Keith is just a boy I went through school and high school with. 
I did have a crush on her, but so many things started to happen that I lost track of him. Well, what kind of things? Oh, just awful, terrible things. My father went bankrupt, we lost our home, then we had to move to another city, then we were dispossessed. Just one calamity after another. Yeah, then I married you. <laughs> well, I've heard enough. I'm going up to my room. Paul Whiteman and the orchestra playing High Neighbor. Private, I have some good news for you and some bad news. What's the bad news, Sergeant? Tomorrow morning, the platoon will take a scenic and historic tour into nature with a 50-mile hike with full packs. Oh, and the good news? Your SGLI insurance rates were reduced July 1st by 15%. So? 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 Listen, Private, SGLI means security. 15,000 bucks of security that cost you only 255 a month. That's a great investment and a lot of solid, worthwhile protection. And don't you forget it. Anything to say? With you around, Sergeant, I really need good news. George! George, will you please come down? Oh, isn't he silly locking himself up in his room? Oh, on account of Keith Fowler. Say, Gracie, uh, what really happened on that rainy afternoon? Well... I'll tell it to you, Bill, if you promise not to tell George. Well, I promise. Well, what happened was... Uh, oh, here comes George. I'll tell you later. I wouldn't upset him for the world, so don't even mention Keith. All right. Hmm, that's a pretty tune you're whistling, Keith. Keith! I mean... Now, look here, Gracie. If you think for one moment that I give a rap about that silly love affair you had in school, you're crazy. Well, no wonder you're upset. You didn't have your coffee this morning. Hilda, bring Mr. Burns some coffee. Calling me Keith. Oh, stop pouting. Stop throwing rubbish out the window. It's not rubbish. I'm throwing some bread to the duck. You're welcome. <laughs> George, you're getting excited for no reason at all. This is something you've built up in your own head and there's really nothing in it. Sure, I'm wrong. I'm always wrong. Everybody is right except me. Hello? What? Oh, sure, I'll be glad to. Goodbye. What is that? Why did you open the window? Mr. Lastfogel said he couldn't hear the fight. <laughs> well, this is fine. Where's my coffee? Senor Lee, I told you to stay away from this house. And if that Hilda keeps on letting you in here, I'm going to fire her. That is no way to talk about a girl who is out there right now working her fingers to the bone, washing shirts and socks and handkerchiefs. Gracie, she shouldn't do all that washing. You want me to go around dirty? <laughs> Another word out of you and out you go. Senor Burns, you should hold your tongue. And it is always outward you can grab it. <laughs> Get back in the kitchen. Uh, well, someday I'm going to buy a Spanish dictionary and find out what that guy is saying. George, George, come here. What is it, Bill? Now, listen, don't get upset. Keith Fowler mentioned in his letter that he's going to phone before he gets here, you yeah. see? Well, as soon as the phone rings, I'll answer it and get rid of him. Oh, well, thanks, Bill. That'll be great. Okay. Gracie, forget the whole thing. I'm not mad anymore. 
It's all over. I knew I'd see it my way. Bill, Bill. Gracie, I'll take the phone. All right. Hello? What? Who? Oh, sure, we're expecting you. Come right over. Why, you double-crossing... It's Jimmy Cash. Oh, oh. Oh, so, George, you're not mad anymore, huh? No, <laughs> I wasn't mad. I was only kidding. I can hardly wait to meet Keith. Isn't that right, Bill? <laughs> yeah, he'll get a big kick out of George. He's not well. Ah, George, you like Keith. He was not only the best athlete in school, he also had a beautiful singing voice. Every day when he walked me home from school, he'd sing yippee ki -yay to me. I lived three and a half courses from school. Three and a half courses, huh? Well, it was really a little further. He used to hold the last note. yippee ki -yay. That's my favorite song, too. Oh, and George, you're really not angry about what happened that rainy afternoon? Huh? No, probably nothing. Oh, of course it was nothing. Sure. Really happened that rainy afternoon. Well, I, I promised Keith not to tell. But Gracie, I'm your husband. But it isn't fair to break a promise, George. You wouldn't like it if you were my sweetheart. If I were your sweetheart, Gracie, don't ever speak to me again. Say, George, would you like some sugar for your coffee? Bill, tell her I don't want any. Uh, Gracie, George said to tell you he doesn't want any. Well, tell him he's not going to get any. George, Gracie said to tell you you're not going to get any. Well, tell her thanks. Gracie, George said to tell you thanks. I'll tell him welcome. George, Gracie said to tell you welcome. Mm. Here comes Whiteman up the front steps. <laughs> hey, hey, ouch, you gosh. What's the matter, Paul? That duck out there just bit me on the ankle. Oh, now, don't be silly. A duck has no teeth. Well, I don't want to be gummed to death for no duck. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Say, Bill, will you tell Mr. Burns to tell Mr. Whiteman not to say such mean things about poor little Henrietta? Sure, George. Gracie said to tell I you... I heard her. I heard her, Bill. And tell Mrs. Burns she can tell Mr. Whiteman herself. Okay, Gracie, George said to tell you... Yeah, I know, Bill. And, Bill, tell Mr. Burns to ask Mr. Whiteman to sit down. George, Never Gracie's... mind, Bill. Never mind. Mr. Whiteman wants to sit down. He's smart enough to figure it out for himself. Hey, what's going on? Are you kids playing... Uh, are you playing a message from Reuters? Hmm. Well, we are acting like a bunch of kids. Bill, tell Gracie I'd like to kiss and make up. Hey, wait a minute. I want to get in this game, too. Bill, you tell it to me, and I can tell it to Gracie. Oh, shut up. I'll let him play, George. Oh. Paul, George told me to tell you to tell Gracie that he'd like to kiss and make up. Gracie, George told Bill to tell me to tell you that he'd like to kiss and make up. Would you mind repeating that question? You heard him. You heard him. I told Bill to tell Paul to tell you that I'd like to kiss and make up. All right. Then you kiss Paul, and Paul, you kiss Bill, and Bill, you can kiss me. Gracie, don't ever speak to me again What did I do now? George, George Say, here comes Jimmy Cash up the walk Gee Hello, Jimmy, Jimmy. Ouch, that duck must be a watchdog You too, huh? Oh, wait a minute Now look here, Jimmy Cash If you think that was a smart thing to do Goodbye Good thing he's gone. Where's Gracie? Well, she went to her room. See, I brought this whole thing on myself. She's probably in there crying her eyes out. Somebody ought to punch me in the nose. Wait a minute, fellas. It's only an expression. <laughs> Gee, I didn't mean to hurt Gracie's feelings. Say, Bill, that's probably that guy. Well, don't worry, George. Leave well, it to me. Well, just brush him off. Yeah. Uh, hello? You're right, George. It's the rainy afternoon. Well, brush him off. Okay, don't worry. <clears throat> yes? 
No, they're not home. That a boy, Bill. How do I know when they're coming back? Maybe never. That a boy, Bill. No, I'm not her ugly husband. <laughs> well, hang up on him, Bill. Hang up. I tell you, I'm not. I'm Bill Goodwin. Well, just hang up on him, Bill. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, you recognize my voice, huh? Oh. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> sure. Oh, honest, it, it really is eight ways better than old-style floating soaps. Yeah, sure is. I tell you what, look, old man, if you're not doing anything right now, come on over and I'll tell you more about it. Yeah. So long, pal. <laughs> well, didn't I tell you I didn't want that fellow in my house? When that key fowler gets here, I'll break him in two. Yeah, use half in the kitchen and half in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> All I'll be listening now was to quarterbacks and fullbacks and broad jumping and hurdling. Uh, pardon me, Senor Burns. I came to get the dishes. Mm. George, you want to do something that'll take the wind out of that fowler sails? Yeah. All you've got to do is, when he gets here is to tear a telephone book in half. But, Paul, I can't tear a telephone book in half. How about one from Glendale? <laughs> oh, stop being funny. Uh, Perdóname, Senor Burns. If you want to get strong quick, here's a wonderful exercise I read about. I'm not interested. It is easy. Look, first, I stand perfectly straight. Now, I lift my left leg out in front of me like this. Now, I bring my right leg up beside it like this. Uh, ow! <laughs> now that I think of it, that was an arm exercise. <laughs> well, crawl back into the kitchen. Say, George, listen, Paul may have a pretty good idea with that telephone book. You see, get a razor blade and cut all the pages down the center except the cover. Yeah, then that Paolo will think I can really tear it in half. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go get a, book, a phone book. Well, good, but don't let him see you. When he comes, I'll get right behind this curtain. Okay. As much as I'll enjoy showing off in front of this guy, I still feel like a heel with Gracie up in her room, broken hearted, crying her little heart out. Well, how do I look in my new dress? <laughs> What's the idea of getting all dressed up? Oh, am I? Well, I didn't notice it. Not much. Well, I just happened to put my hand in my closet and this little old thing kind of stuck to my fingers. <laughs> Gracie, what happened on that rainy afternoon? Well, um, I'll tell you what happened on that rainy afternoon if you promise not to ask me what happened on the day it snowed. <laughs> Gee, maybe I'd rather hear what happened on the day it snowed. Well, I'll tell you if you don't ask me what happened on the day it rained. Well, all right. What happened on the day it snowed? The same thing that happened on the day it rained, except I had my galoshes on. <laughs> Well, this is great. How's the weather, George? Foggy, foggy, <laughs> foggy, foggy. Say, here comes someone up the walk. Say, brother, Paul, what a pair of shoulders. Really? Paul, are you, are, you, are you finished cutting that phone book? Not yet, George. I'm only up to the Clancy's. Oh, well, hurry up. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh. Well, well, Gracie Allen. You're a sight for sore eyes. Oh, Keith, so are you. After all these years. Well, it's certainly a pleasure to see you. This is Bill Goodwin. Oh, yes. We had a word or two on the phone. Yes, we did. And uh, that's Mr. Whiteman behind the curtain. Hello. Hello. And um, this is my husband, George Burns. How do you do? How do you do? By the way, Miss Burns, what business are you in? <laughs> the radio business. Well, I'm glad to know that. If any of my friends ever need their radio repaired, I'll certainly recommend you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Keith, see, you certainly bring back old times. 
Remember, Mrs. Mumble. Will you ever forget how I used to carry your encyclopedias back and forth to school for you and I'd sing Yippee-Ki-Yay over the top of them? Oh, yes. Remember, Mrs. Mumble. Encyclopedias? Oh, I kept my lunch in them. Remember, Mrs. Mumble. <laughs> you, uh, you kept your lunch in them? Yeah. Butter under B, cheese under Ch, jelly under J, and... Pie under K. Remember, Mrs. Mumble. Uh, pie? Pie under K? I was crazy about custard pie. Remember, Mrs. Mumble. Look, tell her about Mrs. Mumble. I don't remember Mrs. Mumble. Who was she? Why, Keith, she's the man who owned the corner drugstore's girlfriend. Oh, sure. Oh, fine. Oh, Keith, I notice you're still wearing all those medals you won. Well, not all. I've still got a drawer full at home. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Stop being so modest. Mr. Burns, I don't think you know anything about athletics, but I was really an amazing athlete. As a matter of fact, I broke the world record for a 100-yard dash in nine and four-fifths. Mm. Well, who held the record before that? I did. Of course, uh, Mr. Fowler, you know that the record now is nine and two-fifths. Oh, you mean the one I ran in Omaha. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know much about running, uh, but... Uh, would you like to see me tear a telephone book? George, George, not yet. I'm only up to the Smiths. Oh. Well, I'll do it a little later. Remember, Gracie, when you got that glamour girl complex and you tried to vamp all the boys? Oh, yes. And remember the day I came to school with a rose in my teeth? You look pretty silly. <laughs> well, I guess I should have taken the rose off the bush. <laughs> well, it's been a lot of fun seeing you, Gracie, but I really got to run along uh, Look, uh, say, Fowler, before you go... Uh, uh... Would you like to see me tear a telephone book? Not yet, not yet, George. I'm still with the smarts. Smarts, uh, the smooths. <laughs> well, forget it, Paul. Well, goodbye, Keith, and you certainly must come again. I will. Uh, say, say, Fowler, look, before you go, there's just one thing I'd like to ask you. Man to man, uh, what happened on that rainy afternoon? Gracie, remember that. I'll never forget it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, goodbye. Goodbye. Quiet, quiet, quiet. What happened on that rainy afternoon? Oh, tell him, Gracie, you told me. Well, we came to a big puddle of water. Keith took off his shoes, and I carried him across piggyback. (laughs) Well, what's so funny about that? <laughs> well, I acted like a big dog. And I really owe you an, an apology. Oh, that's all right, Keith. Forget it. Keith! <laughs> Gracie, never speak to me again. Well, what did I say now? George! George! <laughs> Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who take for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom from excessive bail and fines and cruel or unusual punishments. Respect for human rights is the keystone of a true democracy, fundamental to governing liberty-loving people. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days.
This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.